Welcome to this episode of AU Manufacturing Conversations with Brent Bulitsky, featuring one of the companies we're putting forward as part of our quest to identify Australia's 50 most innovative manufacturers. This is the first time we've ever run this campaign, and we absolutely, positively couldn't have gone ahead without the generous help of Bosch Australia Manufacturing Solutions, SMC Corporation Australia, and lead sponsor MYOB. MYOB is a business management platform that brings together key workflows to fit business needs. MYOB has been part of the fabric of doing business in Australia and New Zealand for more than 30 years and integrates manufacturing, inventory management and accounting to help businesses streamline business processes. Mahir, thank you very much for joining us here on AU Manufacturing Conversations. Good to have you on the program. I'm very happy to be here with you, Brent. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. First of all, I will ask you the question that we'd like to ask all our guests, and that is, how did you get here and what do you make? I started at Workspace Commercial Furniture recently. I've been with Workspace for two years now, a little bit more than two years. I grew up in India as a poor academic student, but with a curiosity and love for understanding how things work. I had the opportunity to study mechanical engineering in America and then further studies in India. And, you know, over my career, I've worked with a few companies, one that made televisions, automobiles and uh, appliances, and then finally settled into furniture. And I find myself at workspace commercial furniture. Well, I guess mechanical engineering is a very transferable talent. And as you found out, you can end up in all sorts of places with such a skill. Yes, absolutely right. Let's hear a little, please, about workspace. What do you guys make? What's the size of the company? Yada, yada, yada. Workspace Commercial Furniture is a 112-year-old furniture company, commercial furniture company. It started off as T.H. Brown way back when, and then at some point, ownership changed hands, and there was you know, some rebranding, and Workspace now, as it exists, is based in Adelaide, but has offices all around the country. And besides having sales offices and, and showrooms all around the country, we also have a very large fleet of trucks that assist in delivery and installation all over the country. So it's pretty impressive, the operations at Workspace. And so that's Workspace. We're talking now because of your nomination in our Australia's 50 Most Innovative Manufacturers campaign. Thanks for taking the time to apply. Your application mentions the efforts that you go to upskill your employees through apprenticeships, training and certification and other measures and how this is important to your competitive edge. Could you please expand on this a little Yes, absolutely. We try to recruit about six to eight apprentices annually. And uh, South Australia's uh, vocational education and training program called TAFE is the qualifying body. So we work closely with TAFE to get these young boys and girls in our factory, working at our factory, and then uh, certified by TAFE based on the skills that they learn and pick up at our factory. So it's a really good program that gets South Australian educational bodies involved with South Australian manufacturing and also young South Australian talent then have a way to move up in their career as well. Right. So you're a pretty trades-heavy organization as well as having, no doubt, some other skills as well? Yes, sure. It is a trades-heavy organization. We have many departments in our uh, factory, from upholstery to chair fit-up, joinery. We have a pretty sophisticated machine shop, great polish shop, malamine screening, and we have a pretty extensive installation set up as well. So there's skills in all departments and young talent that comes in 
gets introduced to any one of these departments depending on their preferences but then in regards to upskilling they're given the opportunity to work in other departments as well so that they can learn all of the trades and fill in gaps as and when needed within the company so a lot of cross training going on i guess yes definitely there's a lot of cross training and then you have sales marketing planning and r&d which is outside of the factory but all of that feeds back right into the factory and then from the factory we get feedback right into sales marketing and planning and r&d as well so it's a really great cross pollination sort of experience going on all the time and there's a tremendous interaction with all of the trades with all of the offices after all it's a 112 year old company there's a lot of experience that's gone behind putting all of this together and and getting this sort of seamless operation going to get the best out of every department and the most out of every talented individual no doubt and so to stay with the factory a little while longer i understand you've made some pretty decent sized investments in there in uh, nesting machines and edge banders and some other equipment could you tell us about some of that and how important this is in remaining competitive yes it is actually very very necessary to keep upgrading the equipment in the factory we have recently spent quite a lot of money on some really sophisticated machinery we have three nesting machines in the company we've just invested in one more nesting machines are uh, tremendous when it comes to cutting panels cutting boards to customized sizes based on customized orders program it in and it does the job for you so you have one or two operators working on the nesting machines and they just pump out the desired parts very very quickly and then you have edge banders which then take those parts that come out of the nesting machine and put edge banding on that on the boards and the new machine that we received a couple of months ago is so impressive i just had a, an induction to it last week and was amazed at how quickly it was able to edge band it was able to do two edges at the same time beveled edges flat edges round edges you name it and it's just amazing with the number of operations it does in one round with cleaning the edge to cutting excess material on the edge to gluing the edge band and then cleaning the glue and then returning the part back into the designated pile very impressive we also just invested in some multi axis drilling machines and also continuously invest in you know new trucks for our delivery system and sewing machines for our seamstresses for the upholstery department and such things. Let's turn to the topic of innovation now. How do you define and understand innovation? To me, innovation is the continuous and iterative process of improving a product or service. Mm-hmm. And this is a cyclic process because a product or service has always got scope to improve. So, you improve something, go through a process by which that product or service is now better. and then get feedback on ways to improve it further based on new demands in the market or based on the fact that things keep evolving and then go back and improve that once again through the same process so to me that is innovation often innovation can define growth spurts in a company we'd like to take another moment now to acknowledge our sponsors MYOB as well as Bosch Australia Manufacturing Solutions and SMC Corporation Australia 
there would be no Australia's 50 Most Innovative Manufacturers campaign without them. Be sure to check them each out via the links in the show notes and give them a follow on LinkedIn. You've provided your Forza tables as a case study in innovation within the company. When did this come out and what's the background to this product or product range, I should say? Yes, I'm very proud of our Forza product. It's a large format table suitable for boardrooms and, you know, maybe shared communal spaces. There was a time around the pandemic when we were getting a lot of feedback from our clients. We have a very nice feedback loop between the sales and R&D. And, you know, the sales team is the front of the company because they're in touch with the customers. And I get feedback from there about existing products that we have or gaps in our offering or new customization opportunities, market trends, etc. And then I get started with development based on that feedback. So this feedback came to me from around the time of the pandemic that, you know, with social distancing in place and uh, need to keep a lot of space between people and yet have co-working opportunities for people to continue to be able to work together in teams, it was understood that we needed larger tables that had the capability to just have a bigger team around without having to join too many tables together. The idea with Forza was to have that large format table with feedback coming in from the customers, to have large teams being able to work around the table, but also strong enough to hold, let's say, two electricians climbing up on a ladder to change a light bulb or something like that, Mm -hmm. but without all the clutter of all the legs underneath. So that was the starting point. From an aesthetic point of view, we took Forza in two directions. We wanted to offer it with timber legs and steel legs for different aesthetic scenarios. Maybe a customer would want timber legs because they had that look in their office, whereas somebody else may want steel legs so that it could be powder coated a different color, pink or green or black or whatever. So those were the options that we chose to go forward with, with Forza. You know, in terms of the development process of Forza, it was pretty challenging because it is a very big table. The way we have it right now is that the table can be over four meters long, about 1.8 meters wide, and just have four legs. So that's a really large table. And the top can be made out of timber or even stone. So it's very heavy at the end of the day. So we wanted to make sure that the frame of the table is really sturdy. We went through several iterative processes on that, and we wanted to make sure that we're sourcing locally available materials. We wanted to use steel beams that we could buy locally. So we were buying steel beams locally, testing that for this application. We found that we failed a couple of times because we didn't use strong enough beams, but the stronger beams were too big, and then sometimes that would uh, occupy some of the leg room. And, um, you know, so we had to work with a very tight balance of being able to have a strong table while also allow for the customer or the client or the person using the table to be comfortable to sit at the table without any bulky objects or parts um, touching them. So there was a bit of back and forth with users to get that right and then saying perhaps, oh, well, that's a little bulky for my needs or that might feet don't go in the right place here or you know it's perhaps the wrong look or whatever there was some discussion we didn't 
have too much discussion with customers because often that can lead to a lot of chaos. We can get too much feedback that is irrelevant because sometimes customers are just looking for their particular fit out point of view. And that may not be entirely relevant to what we are trying to achieve with the table or with the product that fits more scenarios than just that one fit out. So while we did talk to some customers, in regards to user testing, we just used our own staff, our own intelligence and our own understanding of sitting at a table and giving the user plenty of legroom and plenty of ability to move around the table without obstructions, but also making the table strong enough. So in terms of strength testing, for example, I mean, there was a point when I prepared the table in its near final iteration, and I decided to just put a a dumpster on the table. So we had a forklift come over and pick up a dumpster that we use for our wood scrap. And I just picked that dumpster up and I had it put on the table and I left it over there throughout the summer holiday. And I came back from the summer holiday three weeks later and I found that the dumpster was on the table. The table had not deviated even slightly. And to me, that was a tremendous result in regards to strength testing. Right. An unusual but effective test. <laughs> unusual but effective, you know, but it it drove the point home. The point is that the table is not just used for people sitting with their books at the table or a laptop. It also gets used with by people stepping up on the table, using the table to climb up and access the ceiling or lights or whatever. No one's going to move the table away in order to change a light bulb. So we need to make sure that it's strong enough to withstand that kind of abuse. But, you know, as I had mentioned earlier, innovation is a continuous and iterative process. So now that we've achieved this for this table, and it's, I think, one of the largest tables out there in the market that has a modular frame that is able to be over four meters long. So it's not a customized welded frame. It's a modular frame that can be transported to a facility, flat packed, and then assembled on site and is able to be that big and that strong. We're now taking this table to the next level. We're going to test it to be able to be about six meters long. What can you say about how it's been received by customers at this early stage? Well, from what I can see is that it's really, really taken off. Uh, Customers really like this product. We even had one customer buy this table for their home, for their dining tables. While it's a really strong table and very suitable for commercial environments, it's also beautiful enough to be put in someone's home and to be used as a dining table. So I, I really appreciate that that's come out of this experience and this effort of developing this table. It is well received. We're selling tons and tons of Forza. I see eight or 10 tables leaving the factory every single day. So that's testament to the effort that we've put into developing this product. And it makes me really proud. And so lastly, is there an issue within manufacturing that isn't getting the attention it deserves at the moment? I think the biggest issue is that things are very expensive. To manufacture a product in Australia, to manufacture a part in Australia is very expensive compared to what we can get internationally. And I think that becomes an issue when people start looking away from Australian manufacturing and start importing. And in spite of the cost of freight, people are still finding it cheaper sometimes to buy products from abroad. And while Australia can continue to provide those products, so I think Australian manufacturing loses out on that. But it's not all doom because I see Spain and Italy and a lot of European countries able to overcome this problem. They're able to automate their manufacturing. They're able to keep manufacturing at very competitive prices. And I think we here in Australia have an opportunity to learn from how things are being done in Europe to be able to be competitive on an international level. That's the problem I see. It hasn't become irreversible, 
I think we have a lot of scope to improve in our manufacturing capabilities in Australia, and uh, we can certainly be competitive on an international level. Again, it all boils down to innovation. It all boils down to resolving problems, finding a solution to these problems in-house so that it's able to be addressed in a suitable way, affordable, and implemented in a larger scale. Well, Mahir, it was a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you very much for joining us here on AU Manufacturing Conversations. Thank you for having me on your program, Brent. It was a pleasure for me to be here, and uh, I hope I was able to express to you what an Australian company is able to provide to Australian customers and what innovation and manufacturing have to do in the larger scheme of things. I think you did an excellent job, Mahir, and it was very nice to meet you and all the best with the application, and we look forward to the rest of the campaign. Um, Thanks for playing your part in it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.